What up? What's poppin', man? Another week, man. What's good? Dude, episode 160. Let's, Let's fucking, fucking go. Go, Let's go man. man. Welcome back, everybody, to the Carbon Footprint Podcast. He is Juan and I'm Sean, and every week we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things making an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. Hit him with the deliciousness of Yo, the day, baby. This, bro, you got, gonna have me penny dropping here. In a minute. <laughs> this shit is amazing, bro. <laughs> Yo, this is good, man. Uh, 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 Sean threw down this week. We're gonna call this the uh, Blackberry Empress Smash. Uh, it is a fantastic uh, gin drink. So we had, um, you're gonna take four blackberries, four mint leaves, a half an ounce of simple syrup, and an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice. Muddle that at the bottom of a glass, uh, throw in some ice, throw in the gin, shake it up. And I, actually, I should clarify, bottom of a mixing glass, something yep. you can shake up. Uh, muddle that, uh, add the ice, add the gin, shake it up real nice, pour it in a glass full of ice, and then top it off with a little splash of tonic and garnish with a mint leaf. Make sure that mint leaf is cracked so you can, uh, or clap it so you can crack the, the, the veins in it and get that aroma. This shit is amazing, dude. This is so delicious. This yeah, we a, start we started off with a we started off with a different drink. With a different drink. And um, that had an extra ingredient and removing that ingredient made it so much better. Oh my god, bro. This is so good. Like this so is, we get to name this shit. This might be the greatest accidental <laughs> trick of all time. This is so good. So good, man. If you guys are if you're anything into gin, use the Empress because you will get this beautiful color. I mean, I know a lot of that is the blackberry, but you get the beautiful color. And then Empress Gin has just become one of my favorites yeah, anyway, really good, man. Bro. It's so good, man. We we've been doing Empress for a few years now i think yeah. we've been throwing down on the emperor and we've tried several gins man. yeah this, yeah this is definitely one of the go-to we've done all the hendrix we've done some random ones i don't remember names of but we did uh, the 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 tangaray the tangaray yeah. what was the, the the remember the pink one yeah i don't remember what dude, it was i don't called. remember what it was called but uh oh the floradora hendrix or no, it was a different one it was a different brand Oh, I think I remember you talking about it. it was like was rhubarb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. So we've done we've done them all, man. Empress is uh is uh, like a staple, man. It's one of our favorites. So so shout out Empress. And uh yeah, try, try this, man. The uh, Blackberry Empress Smash. It's amazing. We got to name it. Uh this is a carbon footprint exclusive. It might make the book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the recipe book it is definitely coming, will. People. The recipe book is coming, man. This, but this is uh yeah, this is a good one, man. And it's not that hard. Uh, this is great, man. So good. Yeah, man. All right, man. Hit him with the carbon footprint of the week. Yo, man. I'm I'm uh I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm turning a new leaf or what. I haven't had an asshole carbon footprint in a minute. You haven't, man. I'm disappointed. I I'm disappointed myself, man. I'm glad you uh, <laughs> brought that up. But I'm giving my carbon footprint this week, man, to the Breakfast Club and Tyrese. So Oh, both. Yeah, man. Okay, Breakfast Club, okay. the radio show, uh, part one of six, you don't know uh, or if you don't listen to the Breakfast Club, it's uh Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy. Um you know, used to be Angela Yee. Now they have uh, um, sort of a rotating third host. But I feel like just how just hilarious has been on there for she's mostly right. Yeah, it's yeah, mostly her. Yeah, and I don't know what her contract situation is like or what okay. the, what the permanency is behind her. But if if not. After this week, I do feel like she should be offered this as a permanent gig if she wants it. I don't know. Maybe it's it's up to her right now. Okay. Or I don't know. Um, but, dude, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, there's a great interview that did this week with Tyrese. Okay. Um, and Tyrese has had 
a tumultuous few years to say the least. Uh, you know, he's, he's had beef with co-stars. He's had, you know, he's going through a divorce. He's had, you know, these crazy videos that he's dropping on social media where he's talking all this shit to people and doing all that stuff. Oh, really? And evidently he was going through some pretty serious stuff with, uh, with some medications and some mental health stuff with, uh, you know, going through a divorce sooner, you know, like shit that human beings just go through but of course obviously lives life in the public eye you know uh, us from the outside looking in are like yo tyrese is a little kooky dude's lost his shit we are a little kooky we are a little kooky we are a little fucked up bro and um so obviously outside looking in easy to judge tyrese i certainly did um but you know this interview one it shed new light on sort of the shit he was going through and it gave you empathy towards that and 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 you felt like he was somebody who was um you know really sincere in what he was talking about and saying but I say that to say that while he's going through all this stuff, um, I guess he was really good friends with DJ Envy, really good friends with Charlamagne to God. Um, and they go into this history of why they were really good friends and why they're tight. And, okay. and I don't want to give a lot away because I really want people to listen to the interview. But it gets very uncomfortable. And it is essentially like an argument between men who who had some real beef. And just the way it was handled, man, like, I'm like, wow, this is such a, you know, you're talking about three men who are successful, who are each probably considered, uh, 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 I don't want to say alpha male, but dominant personalities, um, three, three men who command a room for certain. Um, and so to get in a room like this could have gotten ugly really fast okay. because they're talking about some very uncomfortable topics. You know, they're talking about dudes bringing in someone's wife into the mix of, of, you know, maybe throwing jabs and talking shit. And so they were really and then at some point it fell apart yeah so they're really tight at the point it fell apart I guess it was a message exchange Tyrese said some shit that he claims yo I don't remember any of that I was medicated for some psychiatric shit like I did a lot of horrible shit like I believe it I've seen videos I've seen stuff he's like I don't remember any of it and people are showing the messages yo I don't remember doing that I did I, like it just wasn't me and then wow. you know these guys are talking to him going like, yo that wasn't the dude that we knew like right. yo we, like, like DJ Envy talks you know he goes as far as to say that Tyrese is a big part of why he still married because when he and him and his wife were going through something he goes yo man tyrese uh like called me every day for like four months and was spent hours on the phone he's like i was on a bad place like talking tight like that okay um showed up to a dinner with at a restaurant like almost helped dj envy put it together sang a song to ty to, to dj envy's wife and um you know right. like really cool shit at the time he sold it as yo i'm in town for some meetings, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'd like to go, you know, link up with you right, and your right. wife. Let me see what I can do. He actually comes out on his interview and says, yo, by the way, all that was bullshit. I flew into town specifically to do that for you and your wife. And he tells him that. And he tells him that on in the show. interview oh, that's, while they're having dope, this like big argument, right? which again, could have gotten really uncomfortable, could have gotten, you know, like, yo, fuck this, could have turned into another Birdman situation. Right. Um, On the breakfast club. And, Dude, to see just three men uh, 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 handle this situation the way they did, to have an open, honest conversation where it's like, yo, it's not only like, yo, man, like, like I, you're going to flex, but it's like, bro, my feelings were hurt. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it was like, you didn't think anything less of any of them afterwards. It wasn't like, ah, you're just acting real bitch. It was like, yo, man, like, I thought we were tighter because of I was there for you. You didn't, you weren't really there for me when I was going through my shit. I expected more from you. You know, like, it, it turned into one God, of those, so. but it was a, a a really good, I think, like, example of like, hey, man, you can you can uphold your reputation of being, you know, a, 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 I guess a, a strong personality, a strong man and all that. 
that and still have a, a conversation with somebody, still leave that being friends, you know, airing out, you know, whatever it is that you need to air out, you know, and, and get back on the same page. And I just thought it was such a good example of doing that. It's like, yo, if these guys can do that, who don't really need each other, don't, you know, again, each of them dominant personalities. Uh, and just, the, I, I just thought it was such a great example of how you can move forward from something that was so cool. personal to those guys, man. Yeah. yeah, It's worth a listen. And it's just, again, just for anybody going through anything ever, uh, uh, Tyrese comes off. Like you have this, just this newfound empathy for Tyrese, uh, as he's talking about this, cause he does come off very sincere about yep. some of the shit. Yeah. And obviously it was, uh, I guess, you know, sort of laundry that they had not aired before, right. They have not uh -huh. addressed it. And dude, I, I've been in those situations, man. Envy had him blocked. Sorry. Oh, the point really? where Envy goes like, "Not nah, had him blocked up until like a month ago." Oh wow, blocked. Yeah, so they couldn't even talk about it. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Because I've I've been in situations um, where I think that someone has like not necessarily wronged me, mm -hmm. but maybe thinks differently about me, maybe is angry with me, and and then it's taken me a while to kind of like call that person and go, "Yo, man, like we good." Because, because, and, and it was all based on like, because, because every time I've done that, it's always like, yeah, we're fine. So it was all shit that I interpreted incorrectly. And it's just like, how many times is that, does that happen with people, right? Where you sort of like, and, and obviously in this case, this, this guy was on some meds and he had some other things going on. But I think there's a lot of times, man, where you, and especially with like social media, fucking texting, dude, how many times do you read something and it's not, matter of fact, dude, did you see, uh, um, Fucking Patrick Mahomes this week. Aaron oh, Rodgers gets hurt. And he does and he's like, yo, the importance of commas. Yes. Dude. Right. Cause he writes it's... like, I, I I hate that man. That's what he writes. Yes. I but, hate but that he man. meant that I hate that man. Yeah. You yeah. know? And the comma was the difference the between comma you the going, I hate that. Right. Man. Yeah. And it's like with with social media and 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 with texting and there, there's so many times, man, that shit can be taken out of context, and then you just think that oh, well, this guy's being an asshole or whatever, and it's not the case. And then if you don't fucking address it right away, you go and you it sit festers, there and it dude. festers, bro. Yeah. And you're like, you find yourself feeling differently about people, and then when you end up talking to them, it's just like, nah, like everything's good, bro. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, yeah, like, yeah, bro. dude, it's so true, man. I think you know, it's funny that that's such a great example because I I was watching um. Uh, today, as I was like reading some stories and stuff, uh, I saw something about the VMAs. I guess they were this week. Oh that. yeah, yeah. And and they were they were showing these scenarios that like social media is running wild on. Um, I think one of them was like uh, an interaction between Justin Timberlake and Meg The Stallion, okay. and it looks like they're arguing backstage. And you know, so of course, social media, everyone's like, "Oh, the fuck is going on? Like, what's happening here?" Blah blah blah. And then like people who were there commenting like. No, man, it was one of those, like, Justin goes, like, yo, nice to meet you, kind of shouts it. It's a big crowd. He's, like, shouts it over, like, oh, really nice to meet you. And she's yelling back because she's a big fan of his, gotcha. saying, no, this isn't proper, bro. We need to go meet proper. Nah, this isn't it. This isn't it. Right. And it's, like, but in, it looks from it afar. It looks angry, but it's her going, like, nah, like, I want a proper meet and greet with you. Like, right, I look up right. to you. Like, I, you know, it was, like, the total opposite. Yeah, and like, they take, they take, take, take like, an, like, an amazing moment like that exactly. and then make it something that and it's not. And they've done a bunch, and there's a blah bunch of shit that's come out since of like you know people rolling their eyes during someone's performance but i'm like yo you don't know what they were rolling their eyes to it exactly. could have been a, yeah so it's like so that like social media takes that and does that and i think this is one of those where they went yo this has happened and it was cool because like envy's going like you know when tyrese is kind of saying like yo man i did that for you and then when i was going through my shit you guys were on here clowning me like you know you're doing your and then he goes yo you guys have a job to do a story comes across your desk like i realize i'm a target of shit right. like that like 
I just want grace of, you know me, pick up the phone and call me and say like, yo man, are you fucking okay, bro? Like right, that. And he goes, that's right. all I want. Like, yo, you gotta air, you gotta talk about the story about me and my divorce, whatever. Like, fine, cool. Like, he goes like, yo, but like, I felt like I was there for you as a friend and you didn't give me the same grace back. Right. Like, instead it was like entertainment and you guys are clowning it on here and and then I couldn't get a text back and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, and it's a envy goes, Yo, yeah, but I'm going to tell you why. And then envy goes in. And then right. it was like, yeah, it was like all this shit. And, and you know, like, again, could have gotten uncomfortable, could have gotten thing. And just hilarious, man. The reason I was saying I think she should get, if she's not the permanent third host, yeah. I think she should get it. I think a lot of the reasons it didn't go off the rails is because she stepped in and just came off like a seasoned pro in terms of like interviewing people and being in uncomfortable wow, really? situations. But she was like reeling it back. Like guys, like, you know, Charlemagne likes to throw out a joke in an uncomfortable situation. And it's obviously like, yo, this isn't fucking funny. Like I'm trying to, and, and there was scenarios where even as a listener, you're like, bro, like. Yeah, not now. Not now. This isn't the time. <laughs> and she was really good about sort of Don't reeling them back in. Yeah, like, <laughs> and she was so good. Handled it so professionally. Was still able to throw in some jokes here and there, but keep it like, keep it there and i gotta give tyrese credit bro because you there were moments in there where he could have been like yo man fuck y'all and then got up and left that show and or just been real disrespectful real wild he he almost just took the jabs and took the jokes and took whatever and was almost like you could just tell like i really got to get this off my chest and he says it he goes like yo you guys have this platform that i'm not going to get another chance to like tell my side of the story right and so, and I think it's really mature and like in the moment to not sort of give in to that, like fucking, you know, the berating of all the shit coming at him and just sort of stick with like, nah, man, I came here. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to take the high right, road. I'm gonna, right. And again, man, by the end of it, you know, it was real kumbaya. They were cool. They were whatever. But it was good to see like, yo, as men, I think sometimes we're kind of like, yo, I can't tell you like, yo, Sean, you hurt my feelings and you made that comment. And, right. uh, and you know, we I should be able to say that and I survive that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and then we should be able to go like to what you were saying before. We could talk to your friend like, yo, man, what's up? Like, are we okay? Like, and then and then hash it out, bro. Because sometimes it's going to be like, nah, man, you were fucked up like this. Like that yeah, shit. Yeah, right. I didn't like that shit. I didn't like that shit. Yep. And, then, and then we should be able to like, like, I'm good about like, I'm generally not a grudge holder. Like, I am a absolute like. You petty. I'm petty as fuck. So the, the way I like to describe it, is petty, and I'm also the the fucking raccoon you corner. Like you you catch me, and I'm coming out. I'm coming for the jugular. Like I don't I don't I'm like that, and that's the downside to me is like when I do get into those scenarios, I'm like I'm I'm going for the jugular. I'm gonna hurt your feelings and get the fuck out of my face. Like I'm just trying right. to shut it down. I'm making this last as short as possible, right? Like so, but that's not right. You know what I mean? Like so, and I can be petty as fuck. So just to see this again like going like I, I, as i'm listening to them i'm going oh man i don't know that i would have been big enough to handle that that right, way you know what i mean right <laughs> yeah at, at some point you'd have been like man fuck y'all yeah fuck y'all yeah 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 <laughs> you know me man i would have said some wild shit already. put some respect <laughs> on my name oh tria y'all that's cool man so shout out to the breakfast club that's one of my yeah, favorite shout out breakfast club man one of my favorite uh shows and 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 you know the, the way they interview people i, I really like um they're usually pretty good. No, and a good example there of, of, of if you're a kid, you're a teenager, you're a grown man, you're a woman, whatever, of, of handling conflict and, um, you know, getting your point across and, or, you know, or commanding respect, but also doing it the right way, man. That's dope. Yeah, so shout out to those guys, man. All right, man. My compliment of the week is going out to a guy that's five feet tall. Danello. Five feet tall. Cavacante. This, for those of you who have not, who don't recognize that name, this is the guy that escaped from a Pennsylvania jail back on August 31st and was on the run for two 
weeks. Yo, he was on every trail cam in Pennsylvania, bro. <laughs> like every the, ring camera, every ring, every all those all those trail cams for the deer and shit. He was on every single one of those, bro. Listen, this guy, I mean, this guy has a story. So this guy actually got in trouble. He's from, um, I think he's from Brazil. Yeah, he is from. He's from Brazil. He was suspected of shooting um, a friend of his to death in in Brazil over like some car payment shit, allegedly, right? He in Brazil, he ran from the cops. He hid out in like the countryside, and then somehow found his way illegally to the U.S. Okay, all right. So he gets here. He kills his girlfriend that he I guess that he makes here. Gets caught. Gets thrown in prison. Okay, so how does he escape? This guy finds two, essentially like two walls that are close enough together. And remember, he's only five feet tall. He's really only he's five really feet tall. He's really five foot tall. How are we letting some five foot dude get, <laughs> get away with this kind of murder, bro? And like, this is this is this is why he's giving him the carbon footprint. Oh my god. So he he essentially like puts if, if you can imagine this, he puts his hands up against one wall, puts his feet up against the wall behind yeah. him, and fucking like crab walks up the fucking wall. Oh no. And the top of this wall, there's barbed wire. The guy somehow gets through he that gets shit. Through the barbed too, wire. Right? Okay. He's on the run for fucking two weeks. Have you guys seen any of these news stories? He's on all these different cameras. He breaks into somebody's house. He steals some clothes. He fucking sprays in somebody else's house and he grabs, he gets a rifle, that like, like a loaded rifle and he's fucking rummaging through. Um, two weeks, they finally find this guy. The, the, they track him down with a, with a dog. A dog finds him like underneath some like wooded brush. Um, so they finally caught him. He's wearing an Eagles jersey, an Eagles uh, hoodie, <laughs> and I was like, "How fitting, fucking Philly, you fuckers over there." <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't as elusive as those guys. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fuck, he was, bro. Two weeks on the run, on a man, and that's pretty damn good, dude. So, <laughs> and then the other thing that I found interesting about this was once they found him, the all of the uh, the the SWAT team, I guess, that caught him. You know how you know how hunters take pictures with their with their catches. They'll fucking have like a deer over here and shit, no. bro. They all line up for a photo, like, like all a, of like, like, a like a the whole op yes, as, like like the whole clan of the whole fucking SWAT team. I'm not with the with the five foot guy, the f- like the like like he's like the prey, bro. You caught a runaway toddler, like yeah, like the. <laughs> But not for nothing. So while this wow. guy is loose, and, and, and again, it's the reason why I gave him a car footprint is like, remember, remember, folks, good, bad, or otherwise. This dude, so this is uh um Chester County in Pennsylvania. Okay. He shuts down the town. They close schools. People are staying in their home. People are advised to stay in their homes. Dude, those videos of people up. shooting, of him getting into shootouts dude, he with got shot. people. Yeah, people were fucking shooting, shooting at him, at bro. Him. My man was playing Grand Theft Auto in real life. (laughs) 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 Yo, all that shit and then gets captured alive. Get captured alive. So I'm yo, and I'm wondering. And then we'll make prisons for children. So that motherfucker's getting out again. Dude. Like he fits everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering, bro. I'm like, do you want to go back to prison if you're him? Or do you go out in a blaze which in a blaze of glory, which he didn't? I thought he was. When I'm thinking, was yeah. Like, I thought like, yo, he's he gonna... got the rifle. I'm going like, I'm not going back. Yeah, like, I'm going to make it. them kill me. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yep. 
But no, dude, he's the guy. I mean, he gets caught by the dog. He surrenders the the, the gun, whatever they you know they get him down, and and so he's like, other than some bumps and bruises and a bite from a dog, the guy's pretty good, man. Wow, man, yo, I'm this is gonna be wild because you know it's gonna be a movie with like Tommy Lee Jones playing like a U.S. Marshal <laughs> <laughs> trying to track down Kevin Hart. <laughs> 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 so look, I don't know what you do with that guy. Do you deport oh him back God. to Brazil? Do you? But but he committed the crime here as well, because right? He already ran from here, right? Yeah. So do you extradite him to serve his time there? I would think you would want to. I don't want to deal with that. That's our, our tax dollars. Our like right. we got to keep him Dude, alive. How much did shit. that cost to have teams of oh, guys out shut there down. for two weeks looking for this guy? A couple million dollars. Dude, they saw the way that they were sort of caught him. They they had like a. There was like a uh, what do you call it? like a like like a thermal? They were using like 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 thermal gear essentially to to see where there's heat. Oh, so they could and see they, where he had just been, kind and, of. And thing? they saw heat like behind this fucking store or whatever, like in the woods. And then they they had to wait because they had I don't know if it was like inclement weather. And then oh once, yeah, yeah, once that passed, right? Kinds of stuff. Once yeah. that passed, then they then they closed in on them and the dogs got them. Damn, dude. So Yo, really, man, the humans, the humans that took the picture with him, the one didn't even catch him. It was the dogs. It was the dog. Yeah, you taking credit for something the dog did. It's like you, <laughs> you, you take the picture with like the boar or the giant yes, lion yes, or like the fuck, man. I I find it hard so, to believe. Cause you know I don't I look at anybody on the five eight or five nine <laughs> as a man in the first place. So I'm like, I can't take taking picture, you would assume I'm prideful of catching that. But I'm like, I would have assumed I would have like, that's a given, bro. Like Yo, yeah. how do you fuck, bro? Like I, I figured you were like the five foot tall thing. Yeah, man. Like this kid can't even ride a bike. Like, how are you gonna get him? <laughs> how do you contain him? Like, I'm trying to figure out how you keep him in prison forever. You, you know what you gotta do? You gotta take this cup, put it upside down. It's Just like put it on there. <laughs> Try to get out of that one. Get... <laughs> how the fuck do you? Damn, bro. Yo, this is, I, I there's going to be a movie about this shit absolutely at some I'm point. Just, I'm just, Mark Wahlberg, somebody. I'm actually do, curious of what they, do, of of what his next stunt is. Oh, yeah. No, because it's not over. Like you said, you don't, you go out in a. a, a if you a, don't go out in a blaze of glory, then then you're going, okay, they'll get me again. I'll like get you, out. I'll get, get out, out again. again. Yeah. Dude, you, you figure you've escaped an international, uh, a prison in Brazil. You made it all the way here. I don't think, got, no, I don't think he ever went to prison in Brazil. Oh, he never went. He's sort of he, like fugitive, like ran before they could get him. Gotcha. Okay. But, but, man, you fucking end up in the U.S., you made bro. it here. And then you got out of a prison here, and then yeah, yeah, bro. Like I, I don't know. You, you, you. He'll figure it out, or he'll die trying. Yep. Like you know, some shit's gonna go down. That's gonna be kind of entertaining, bro. You know what we should do? This is how you raise money to fund these prisons. Put a camera in this motherfucker's cell twenty four seven. I'd watch. <laughs> I bet. Look at him no, trying to slide under no, the crack better, in the door. <laughs> better yet, bro. Strap a fucking gro GoPro to him <laughs> permanently. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker got a spoon and looked like a shovel because he's so little. He to... <laughs> Digging his way out of prison. <laughs> Bro, he going down the sink like a water slide at Aquatica. <laughs> Bro, not for nothing. Can you picture that shit that I described to you where you putting two hands on one wall? Like, dude, prison walls are not I've, fucking short. I was going to say, I've done... I'm, I've Have you done, done that the... scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's this way. Yeah, that's right. And the amount of strength it takes to right. do that is so hard, bro. And then the very top to to be able to navigate the barbed wire. Like you can only do it because you're that small. 
You know what I mean? Like the, oh, like, the body, right, like jokes right. aside, like <laughs> literally, you go his size helps him. Instead of just fling this little ass yeah, over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker just had to wait for a gusty day, bro. And then just like he, you know how them 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 those fucking the 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 what, the, what do you call it? Those parachuter guys who um what the fuck the, squirrel suits? The squirrel suits? Yeah, 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 bro. Just get a giant like sweatshirt, <laughs> <laughs> run real fast and spread that shit. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, that story was insane, bro. Insane. Yeah, it was like a big big week for little people though. Um. I don't know if you saw the the little Mexican aliens that got that got uncovered. No, bro. These the Mexican Congress, and we gotta take this with a grain of salt. Came out uh, today, or not the Mexican Congress? These these two uh, researchers presented to the Me- Mexican Congress these uh, what they claim to be alien corpses that are each over a thousand years old. I'm interested. And these things have uh, have you seen the pictures? No. Right, I'm gonna show you the photo. Uh, here's a photo of uh, of what they showed, mummified almost, like oh, look look like an ET. Looks like ET exactly. Got three fingers. Both of them got three fingers. Um, these guys and are they're small, and they're small. They're okay. they're tiny. They have giant heads, giant eyes. Allegedly, the scans have shown that one of them has eggs inside. Oh sure. Um, all this crazy shit. Now these two guys have been sort of disproven in the past with okay. other things that they've come so up these with guys saying, are sort of like like alien research yeah like one of them or... is a ufoologist i don't even know if that's a real that's thing a but thing? he's self-proclaimed like <laughs> and the other guy said something to do with like space but their um their whole thing was like that these things have been uncovered they've had yeah. them since 2017 they were discovered in peru actually and how and, old are they uh, they they claim that tests have shown that they're over a thousand years old each. oh wow which bro i Listen, I want aliens to be real as much as anybody. Like, I'm all in on this shit. But it's hard not to look at that and not think, like, is this just a, di- a different subset of human being? Is this is a different species of human being? Like, you know, like, you've read Sapiens. Also, yep. like, we used to be... It's different species of humans. Different species of human beings. Right. That, you know, Homo sapiens are the ones that survived, essentially. Right. But there was and we like, kind of bred everybody else out. Exactly. But a lot of us still have like uh, Neanderthal, for Correct. instance. Correct. That's DNA. why if you do those DNAs, you get Neanderthal. But Neanderthal yeah. was a different human species. They were like Homo sapiens, you know, like Neanderthal. Is that, is that one the, in, um, oh, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's also the D and it was in uh, in Australia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the, off the top of my head either, but... You go, like, was this just a different subset of human? Because, coincidentally, the other bodies that they presented each had three fingers as well. It's been more than one. It's all this other stuff. It's like, okay, is this the deformity that's genetic that comes from the same sort of tribe or family or whatever? Or but What you just showed me there does not look like a human skull. No, it doesn't. But also, dude, could that just be a retarded toddler <laughs> it isn't my understanding that you can't use that word anymore i'm sorry could this we'll, we'll, be we'll bleep that out a retarded little person <laughs> was the toddler part <laughs> no you use the hard r <laughs> okay let me be frank is this an ancient <laughs> Really slow little person. <laughs> but dude, I'm like, I'm not convinced that this is aliens. As much as listen, I want aliens to be for real. But also, dude, is it? And were they just on Earth and living among us and the different species of quote unquote human are from other planets? 
You know, I don't like, I, I don't know. But you should be able to, I mean, if you have a, if you have something like that, you should be able to extract DNA from it. So they claim that the DNA says that there's at least over 30% of its DNA is not found on earth. It's not earthling DNA. And that's what these guys are claiming. And that, you know, they are carrying eggs again, not normal. Right, I guess, or, right, right. Like, um, uh, their eyes or something about like the, the way they see their stereotypic, something like that. Eyes that are larger than normal human eyes and they can almost like see, uh, I don't want to say through stuff, but like, uh, almost in like an infrared type thing. It's like all this shit that they're going I wonder like, how they can tell all that shit from a, from a freaking skeleton. Well, also if 30% of the stuff isn't earthly, like how do you know? How that? do you know? Right. right. Because you're assuming that, okay, you could say 30% of the stuff is unknown matter that we've never sort of discovered or come across, but you can't tell us that it's not from earth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, a, there's it, a lot of earth that we haven't explored. It was also At least found underwater in algae mines in Peru. So, the other part of that where I go, like, could this just be deformities, you know, found in something that like has to do with mining and cave people? Because if you're saying this thousands of years ago, we have OSHA back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, our coal mines now or the fucking, uh, the, 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 all the mines we use now for anything aren't the safest. Like, I think it's safe to assume that you're going to have some things born with little bigger heads and three you fingers. See, you ever see movies, and obviously these are fictional movies, but um, movies where it's like humans that... I guess sort of evolve like in caves over time. And so they can't really see well, but they can navigate really well in the dark. And then, and then over time they just grow these like, like deformities. Big eye, or they look different. Yeah. It just uh, look, they look different. Yeah. We have a whole state bros, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking name of that, that movie? Wrong turn. Oh, I was thinking the Hills have eyes. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> That was, that Hills Have Eyes was uh, was like nuclear shit, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was like a desert nuclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm I want this to be aliens. I hope it's aliens, but I also go. I think I could uh, just as easily go. It it's understandable if we find out that this is a bunch of other shit that's not that it is human or it is a human with a deformity or that it's a different type of species of human or whatever. You know, like because if you're saying thousands of years old, we're assuming that the humans in their current form have been around for a million years, whatever it is, the, the time frame, a couple hundred thousand years, and that we bred off the rest of them. But maybe if you're out and talking about a mine in Peru and a town and what, you know, like, like yeah, right. who knows? A, who knows? Like, yeah, who, we knows, how there. who knows how much ayahuasca like, they was doing back then? And everything we know is based on the shit we have found to date, right? So, I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, yo, this shit would be awesome if it was really aliens, if it was, you know, like, I, no, I want it to would be, be true just, more than anything. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this shit is all, uh, it's, it's a damn, uh, it's a damn distraction. It's what, what's happening. Why do so, you think? I don't, I don't know, man. Something, something else. Is They're going swearing on. in a 97 year old Senator this week. What do you think? <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Mitch McConnell just renewed his contract. <laughs> he don't even run no more. They just renewed <laughs> Yo, man, I'm gonna switch to to sports a little bit, man. You see, uh, the the U.S. Open. I know we t we did a drink last week, uh, based on um a drink that sold at the U.S. Open. But yeah, Coco Goff, who is a 19 year old uh, woman, wins her first U.S. Open, her first, her, actually her first Grand Slam. Wow, so she, she, I didn't realize won, it was won the won first all. one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, Grand Slam is like winning all, all four major championships. Um, in the same calendar year, so they got like the Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, and then the U.S. Open. Okay, right. So she win. So, so each one of them is considered a Grand Slam. No, I winning think it, all of them. Winning the all of them in the same in calendar the same year. Count. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And so 
you know, she's like, she was born in Atlanta, but she grew up in, in Delray, Florida. Okay. So, so, so Florida so girl. South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. South Florida girl. Um, started, I, I, I started watching, I mean, I, I, I watched tennis, like, like I watched the, some of the big tournaments. Like Wimbledon, US Open. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's been on the scene since she was like 15 years old. Yeah, I was going to say, she's been around. I feel like we've been hearing her name for a few years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this tournament, man, I, when I'm watching her play, to me, it was like her confidence looked different. Um, she was kind of owning the court. Like there was one, there, there was one um, in particular, and I can't remember who she was playing against, but she felt like that person was taking too long. And she was very vocal about it, went up to the judge and was like complaining and like, yo, this chick is taking too long. You know, do you almost like do your job? Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. And um, in the final, uh, who the hell does she play? Uh, Arena Sabalenka, who is actually going to be number one. She was ranked number two. Uh, She's going to be ranked number one. So she beat the number one player in the world. Essentially, right. Um, Who, when I'm watching the match, Sabalenka was. Or at least seemed like bigger, more powerful, even like better shots. Coco's ability to move side to side in the court and keep the balls alive was like crazy. That was a difference maker was like almost her agility on the court. Like was, her- yeah, but she would just keep it alive a lot, a lot of times long enough for the other girl to make it to make a so mistake. Just make a mistake. So it's like I don't have to beat you. I have to make you almost beat yourself. Yeah. Like where you are. And it was and there was a lot of that, man. And and so kudos to her, man. Um at after after she won, um, when they gave it a mic to to speak, one thing I thought was cool was she was like, yo, thank you to all, and I'm a, I'm paraphrasing here, but thank you to all the haters. She's like, up until 10 minutes before this match, I was reading social media and all, and all of you guys saying that I was going to lose and all of that, like all that shit fired me up and I used it as fuel. Her, yeah. yeah. So, that, so that was awesome. And then and then afterwards, um, they showed Sabalenka go into the dressing room, like with her, you know, she gets, the, the, the runner-up gets, gets that plate Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which right? I never understood. They get like a serving tray. Yeah. Like, this is your new job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chicken win. <laughs> it's a weird fucking... Uh, it's literally it, a serving it, tray. Yeah, yeah, bro. And it's like, oh, here, because you couldn't win, you know, practice. <laughs> Dude, so she goes in and... um, there's, So there's a, there's a camera in the in the locker room kind of like watching. She goes into the locker room, um, uh, unzips her bag takes out her racket and starts destroying it on the floor. It's my favorite part of tennis, by the way, when I watch the players destroy their equipment and then they throw that shit in the garbage. And you know that's, that's what like it a, was. That's like a two thousand dollar racket. Like fuck. So this she racket. did. She 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 destroys a racket on the floor, walks over to the end of the, the of the whatever that was, like the dressing area so and dumps it in the trash. And and all I could think was Yo, you should have destroyed the serving tray. Yeah. Fuck, like, what do you... Maybe it's like real silver. Should I not get soda? Yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> true that. True that. But, yo, and it was so like... So Coco got Coco got, got like the big uh, highlight. On the men's side, um, Djokovic. Novak Djokovic, right? Who has been on the scene forever. Dude, this dude just broke the record. So he's like um, his 24th Grand Slam title. But is it... Okay, so now I'm confused because they say 24 Grand Slam, and that's winning all four in one in year. In one calendar year. But then how can Federer have 
doesn't Federer have like twenty something? Probably, but they ain't twenty four. No, but like you know what I mean. Like they they played in the same era, so that would mean you you know what I mean. Like every year, you win. If you win all of them, that means for twenty four years you win those. You know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. So it has to be. I think so that's their way that... of saying majors. I think Grand Slams for them are a U.S. Open is a Grand Slam, right? I, I could have sworn think... it was. Let me. Well, let's, let's let's look it up. No, you could like you could be right. I think like the terminology. It's like I think I forget what they call them. You know, golf calls them majors. Like you know, the Masters, the U.S. Open in golf is a major. The I think it's tennis's. Tennis has something with, that they call their their big. So like the U.S. Open, the Australian Open. Wimbledon, Wimbledon. I'm trying to think, and they're 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 considered is the, like is the majors. Fr- French one, right? I think it's the French no, one. No, so I'm looking at Wikipedia. Grand Slam in tennis is the the achievement of winning all four major championships in one discipline in a calendar year. So don't know. So how many does Djokovic have? Twenty four. How many does Rafael Nadal have? And then Federer. Because I'm like, then there's something I don't understand about this. Twenty, yeah, twenty two. R- Rafael Nadal. Something doesn't add up. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, see, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, but, I'm, not, I'm not a tennis expert. Do, yeah, yeah. Do, either way, it doesn't matter. It's bananas. What Djokovic has done is like, I, do it, it. It's it's similar to that run that Tiger had in golf, where it was this. I don't know that people can quite grasp what Tiger did during a period of time, but Tiger has as many majors as like. There was a point in time where he won like all of them in a row for like two years. It was something stupid. It's sick, like bro. it's so sick. And every once in a while, we get someone like a Jordan Spieth or whatever who will win like two in a row, and people are like, Man, "The next Tiger," great, right? And they fall off the face of the earth. Like yep. it's so. It, like Tiger, what Tiger did was just astronaut. Djokovic, it's even more impressive than right. Like, like he's he's that for this sport. Yeah, dude. Djokovic has been and dude. You know what's nuts about tennis is that you could argue that for of the greatest tennis players of all times on the men's side have played in this in this uh in this era and what if they didn't have each other to contend with like Nadal oh, right. Federer like how many Djokovic would they have? yeah how many would they have if they you know like Pete Sampras didn't have to go through fucking Rafael Nadal you know uh, um what what's his uh, McElroy didn't have to go through uh um Rafael Nadal and fucking Roger Federer and you know right. maybe Federer but like Djokovic like these guys all played in the same era, all three of them. I mean, it's like having LeBron, Jordan, fucking and Kobe, and Kobe all play in their prime at the same time. At like, it's fucking nuts. Like, I know tennis isn't like a big sport here or, or, or followed as as popular, but like, what you're witnessing, like, we may never see this again, where yep. you get three all time greats in an individual sport at the same time, and. Uh, like you know, just playing at this high of a level, it's just insane, bro. And for Djokovic to be sort of the guy with he's already playing against two guys in his era who are already all time, yep. you know, great. It's 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 nuts, man. Now, and now, now they got that kid uh, who who got bumped out the the Alcaraz, Alcaraz, Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah, yeah he's, and he's he's a nasty. stud in the making. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like man. He's like yeah, he'll he'll, be, he'll be there. He'll be one of those guys. I mean, if, if he if he has a longevity, yeah, like he might be, be the one next of generation yep. of thing. Yeah, yeah, because you go again, like maybe you get one guy like that over the next decade. Like Federer, I think is done. Right? Is Federer officially retired? I don't know. And then I think Nadal. I haven't heard his name in a while. So. Yeah, and I think I think Federer just retired. I think Nadal says he's getting to the end. And then so you Djokovic looks like he'll still play for a little while. Yeah, but even him, like he's towards the tail end of his. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's on the way. Like, like the 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 curves on the way down. And but he's still fucking dominant. He's man. nasty. So you just go. 
he could probably play five more years because Federer played into his 40s, I think, right? Like Federer was dominant oh, and, and he was know. still dominant. Like he was still dominant, I think, at like late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. And I want to say Djokovic might be younger than me or, or, uh, he's, that, he's definitely 35. Yeah. yeah. So this guy's got five years probably where he could play. And if he's still winning majors, yeah, man, go like, for it. Go for it, man. Like, good, good for that guy. Yeah, dude. so shout out, to, shout out to those two, Coco Goff and, and Djokovic. Djokovic. Bro, did you see Arasanya get his ass completely handed to him? I have to, I have to watch it. Oh. I, I did not, I did not see it. I, I saw, I saw a clip of, of him getting clipped. Oh my God, bro. I went on YouTube and was watching the round. I didn't see it live. So then I went back and I wanted to see like. ESPN Plus will have it. Oh, yeah, I need to wait for that to come out. Yeah. I think it takes a week, right? And then they drop so. it on there. Yeah, dude, he gets. I saw like most. Of, he is getting completely. It wasn't even that he. It's not like a, a upset knockout. He gets dominated for five rounds. Oh, really? and then I listened to the fight companion from like Joe Rogan, and then yeah. the whole time those guys are like, "This is nuts! Like this isn't competitive." Oh wow! It it's isn't like competitive, dude. You talk about one of the greatest strikers of all time goes up against Strickland, and they're like, he can't land a punch against this guy. And Strickland, I don't know if you ever seen Strickland. No, um, I haven't. Um, I'm Sean, not, I'm not Sean Strickland beat uh, Israel Adesanya this week, and Sean Strickland is unique in that, like, he uses that Philly shell thing that boxers that some of the all-time great boxers like floyd uses that whole philly shell thing which is uh, oh that like what you the shoulder roll where you yes, yes yes dude he fights like that in mma oh, so sure. it's really bizarre to see because he he like oh, comes in like that. that it's masterful and how he does it to adesanya from 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 the and i saw maybe a minute or two of each round and it was like dude it was every time Adesanya pulled off something, it was like he was waiting for it, would just roll it out, would would almost slap his hand away, catch him with something. like, And he was always catching him with his right hand. Yeah, he sure. stumbles Adesanya, drops him, which is the first time Adesanya has been dropped in that weight class, um, I think. Like dropped and then recovers. Luckily, it's towards the end of the first round. He almost never seems to recover from that shot and then gets his ass handed to him. It is the greatest upset in MMA history in terms of the odds right on the side like it, it's Ruiz beating Anthony Joshua it's Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson like if you don't follow UFC you don't understand the magnitude of Sean Strickland beating Israel Adesanya it's so so massive. is there I'm, I'm assuming there's a rematch yeah for that right dude, it's one of those where you go I don't I don't want to I don't know if I want to see it right yeah it's <laughs> it, it's Terrence Crawford uh, Spence where you go I don't know what changes like right. Styles make fights. Maybe Izzy comes out and goes, he had an injury and he just went through with the fight yep. and he couldn't throw this hand or couldn't think on this foot or whatever. Dude, Strickland, not only does the Philly shell really well, he checks. You know, Izzy likes to fuck throw that kick that catches you in those calves. Yep. He checks every single kick. It's almost like he knows what's coming every single time. And it's like oh, wow. kick, check, kick, check, kick, check. Oh, punch. Oh, up, oh, swerve. And you're talking again, Adesanya is known potentially as the greatest striker in the history of the MMA. Great, like you're talking Floyd Mayweather level accuracy, doesn't waste energy, doesn't waste punches, doesn't waste, couldn't land a shot wow. against this guy. Yeah, you um, wonder if something was going on there. And you know what? I mean, his last fight was his redemption fight, mm -hmm. right? And, and you oh, wonder- the emotion's too high and then he right. took this guy too lightly. And then he, But it, it almost like he even looked, I don't want to call it disinterested because I think it- by saying that, it takes away from what Sean Strickland of did. Course. But you gotta wonder, was he hurt? Was he did he go in there and go, fuck, I wasn't expecting this from this guy? And yep. then he just gets like demoralized and is whatever. 
but he doesn't even you know how we always say like where, 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 where guys fight floyd and everyone's like he didn't look like izzy it's like that but you want to go it's like you want to make excuses for going like he's got to be hurt there's no way it looks so bad right it looks so bad so i'm curious so it'd man. be interesting to see man if if he wants the rematch yeah if right? he wants the rematch and he comes back out and he just go because i go if you were fully healthy and there was nothing going on there, and you didn't have anything broken or pools, or you know, like because it made me think of like, is it Pacquiao against Mayweather? Where you go, yo, I was fighting on one arm, and and you go, I don't think the result's gonna change, but okay. Where you could go, if Izzy goes, yo, I was fighting on one arm here, you could go, okay, like understandable. You you didn't seem to be able to land shit. You weren't yep. quick. You weren't responsive. You know, whatever. If not, there's nothing to see here, bro. Like it it was it wasn't close. It's like it was Damn, literally. Watch that. Now. Yeah, dude, it's Crawford Spence. Like, but Crawford Spence, but Crawford being the Sean Strickland and not known to be that good. Right. Like Sean Strickland known to be a good striker, probably one of the best boxers in the UFC. He's not all time. You know what I mean? Like he's not like this. Right. So it's just so unexpected. Yeah. Even he's like, dude, it's so bad during the fight, especially in the last round. He's talking shit to Izzy while he's hitting him. Get the fuck like, out of Like talking shit really? going, bro, come on. Like this is it. And he literally goes, yo, man, I I. Like I was like, I'm like, yo, is there something wrong with him? Like, this is fucking easy. Right. Like he was like, this is cake. Wow. And he was talking so much. And Sean Strickland is known. That's why he's so popular. He's a shit talker and he's an all time shit talker. And they asked him, <laughs> dude, one of my favorite things in a press conference beforehand, they're like, oh, did you have to, did, did you, um, practice like a ton of wrestling and all this shit or thing? Like just in case, like Izzy's on as a striker, but you probably want to take him down. You don't want to get in that game with him. He goes, yeah, practice all that. But honestly, bro, you get punched. I, I turn into a total retard out there. I just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the fifth time I've said retard on this show. So I think I've met my quota. <laughs> Officially canceled. Dude, you seen the NFL this week, man? NFL opening opening week. Oh, favorite time of the year, man. Dude, big. I mean, obviously the big news of the week is uh, Aaron Rodgers out for the season. I'm sure most of you have seen that already. And, and you know, I was torn on. I, I, I was torn on this. Man, I know you're a Bears fan, and you've got. You've I was got torn. Feelings. I was torn on this one, bro, because he has been torching my Bears for. You know, they've been getting torched by. Uh, you know, first it was Brett Favre, and then that guy finally leaves, and you go like, "Ah, eh, who's this guy from California?" And then he comes in and fucking dominates and fucking owns the Bears <laughs> for all these years, right? So finally he leaves, and so I have to say, yo, there's still some in here, bro. So hey, just, <laughs> just fitting, the guy who takes him out is a guy that the Bears drafted. Is is Leonard Floyd? See, I didn't know that. The Bears, he he played played for us for for several years. Um, is a guy that so so Leonard Floyd takes him out and and he tries to he tries to get away from the from the sack. It was it was way too late. He should have just yeah. went down. He should have went down. Yeah, just went down. And and if you guys saw the video, you can see it, at one point his calf just vibrates, oh. and I guess that, that's the Achilles tendon just snapping. Right. So the Jets who who ended up winning the game. Um, seem to have a really good defense. Oh my god! Yeah, they've yeah. got weapons on offense. So if uh, what's it? Who's Zach? What the hell's his name? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. If, if he can, if, if he can not lose the games for them, you know, they still have probably, they probably have a good team. season in a great division because the Dolphins look like they could potentially be legit. The Bills are going to be the Bills, although I think the Bills regress this year. Um, or is it and, just? Or is it just? Is it just Josh Allen? I. 
I don't know, bro. Like, here's what's gonna happen: is that you have so much money and and the franchise sort of invested in Josh Allen that this year is gonna cost the coach's job. So I think by the end uh, of the year, you know, uh, the coach. I mean, you never hope for someone to get fired, but I do think they'll end up moving. Uh, in a different direction. If they don't get to at least where they were last year. Yeah, you need to be in the AFC title game or you yeah. let them go, right? Like, if you get there, then, you you know, you can make an argument to keep them. I think the argument would be that they feel like they've given Josh Allen enough. They feel like that team has enough. Um, dude, I would also venture to say, if you look at the turnovers that Josh Allen has over his last 20 games, a lot of this shit is on him. Dude, he's got, uh, as far as fumbles and interceptions go... It's kind of insane. Dude, I think he averages two turnovers a game or a little bit more. Like the average is like 2.3 or whatever turnovers. And he had over four last, in this game. Yes. So over his last 20 games, I think he averages two and a half. That's fucking a lot. That's a lot. It's like 2.3, Like, And that's a combination of fumbles and, and, and um, interceptions. interceptions. And he had plenty. He had what, two fumbles this game and two picks? No, uh, three picks and three one picks fumble. Three picks and one fumble. Yeah, so it's like. Three picks to the same guy. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Dude, you know what my favorite part about that was is that guy has contract incentives and one of his contract incentives is three picks in the season and he gets it in game one. Get the fuck out So he out made two hundred and fifty K by getting three picks in that game. Nice. I love that. I can't think of his name, the corner of No, nah, I can't think of either, man. Fuck. But yeah, yeah, he's um I'm like that, good that, for that's that kid, awesome, man. man. He's awesome. He made his his uh one of his incentives. So now he gets a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus for picking off Josh Allen three times. Which <laughs> I'm like, he probably wants to play Josh Allen all the time. <laughs> but, uh, but which again, Josh Allen is a stud, man. But I do think you have to go, and maybe he's like Brett Favre in this sense, where Brett Favre threw a lot of picks because he took a lot of chances and he had a lot of confidence in his arm and all that. And you just go, that's just you have to live with that to get the greatness, and the greatness outweighs the, the you know the yeah. turnovers. And maybe that's what you get with Josh Allen because I go, I don't know that you move away from Josh Allen. Like Josh Allen is still yeah, that 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 that'd be a hard move. Yeah, dude, when, when he's you, on, he's on. Right, you know unless I mean? you trade him for another sort of like Joe talent. Burrow, yeah, right, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, like like you go, you're Josh Allen's don't fall out of tree, so you just go. You almost you have to take the good with the bad. It, it's almost like Andrew Luckish. I remember Andrew Luck would throw picks a lot initially. But you just went, yeah. But it, he's taking chances. He's throwing the ball downfield, and when he's on, he he's is on, on man. And so you yeah. got to take the good with the bad. So yeah, I, I, um, yeah, that bill seems going to be interesting. But I feel like they regress this year, man. I feel like they regress. I don't like to overreact either to week one. I always say NFL, we don't know who teams are until week six, seven. Like yeah, that's that, that's true. Like you're not as bad or as good as they say you are until week six or seven. And after that, I go, you're you're you are who you are. Like you yeah. don't normally the teams the teams actually stood out to me um actually four teams stood out to me man i thought it was uh the cowboys the 49ers the dolphins and the browns oh those those are the four teams that stood out to me the dolphins did you see the dolphins game dolphins game was in, was incredible they put like i actually so I'm, so I'm watching the bears game and i just turn it off because green bay is scraping us again with the third fucking quarterback now bro like the I have, I have a funny story about it. So <laughs> I, I literally, so I'm, 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 I'm at the, I'm, I'm in the pool. I got a TV outside. I'm getting ready for the game. Right. I'm, I'm watching it. And it's just, it just gets worse as the day, as the game goes on. Right. So I ended up turning it off. Or not turning it off, I ended up changing the channel to the Dolphins game and watching the end of that. That was a, that was a great, yeah, game, great yeah, ending. Yeah. Great ending. Yeah. The next day I have a, I have a buddy of mine that, that I've known since high school. <laughs> Shout out to you, Max. <laughs> shout out max i i whenever i need to feel good or or feel hope 
about the Bears, I call this guy. Oh, he's exactly. Because he will always tell me, don't worry, you know, we're going to get this guy, or like, we're not losing any more games. It's he's so we're unrealistic. We're about to run the table right here. <laughs> we'll be 0 6, and he'll be like, we're not losing any more games. <laughs> Justice Fields is about to drink the Wakanda juice. He's going to be lit for the rest of the season. <laughs> it's a wrap. Bro, so he hits me up and he goes, hey, man, we're going to go see the 18-1 Bears play Tampa this weekend. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, I'm not going to go pay for, you know, to watch uh, uh, mediocrity, right? And, and he goes, dude, don't worry about it. It's Luke Getze who is their offensive coordinator who came from Green Bay. He's like, Luke gets he's a spy. Don't worry. We're going to get rid of him. We're not losing any more games. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Reading that shit, I'm like, fucking, he's probably right. He makes him. <laughs> Yo, sports fans are I the like, best. Go Bears, baby. Go <laughs> <laughs> <The> Bears. <laughs> Your sports are the best because nothing makes us more unreasonable. <laughs> Stupider. <laughs> fucking sportsy. I've been getting let down by the Titans for 20 something years. <laughs> Bro. Or 30 years. Most now. of my life has been disappointing. <laughs> yeah. But in your lifetime, your team has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, once. Yeah. Fucking my team has lost it by a yard. And then the rest of the, dude, we have been the pillar of media of of average. Eight and eight. I remember we used to call Jeff Fisher Mr. Eight and Eight because it was like you can't even suck enough to get a to good get fired pick <laughs> and get fired. Like it was fucking infuriating. <laughs> like, That's right. He was with you guys for a long time. Yeah, bro. We could well, catch a dude, break. Former bear. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, yeah. He's a <laughs> linebacker, right? We, we couldn't catch a break that the one year we had, you know, oh, not one year, but obviously we had Steve McNair, who was a fucking legend. Yeah. And he had, he goes off one season, and it's the only season in NFL history where the name co-MVPs. He has to share it with Peyton Manning. Really? Steve McNair has a co-MVP with Peyton Manning. Oh, shit. And he goes off. And Peyton Manning was, was that the Super Bowl year? murdering. No, this is like... Oh, two, oh, three. This is a little bit later. This okay. Is, the Super Bowl year would have been 2000. Okay. Uh, the season of 99, but the Super Bowl played yes, in February yes. of 2000. Yeah, yeah. And and that that's that greatest show on turf, Rams, that yes. won back-to-back. Yep. But, or no. No, it didn't it win back-to-back. It went back-to-back. to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, uh, the fucking, they just couldn't catch a break. And I had to watch them this weekend lose by one <laughs> in the most infuriating <laughs> fashion. Because, dude... One thing I will have to say, I'm not a fan of preseason football, but it does make if when the people played more preseason football and and they actually gave like you remember before that you gave guys a quarter or a half at least. And now, like a lot of teams aren't playing starters at all. And if they do, it's like even in like the third and fourth week. Really? Like they only do three now. It's three. Okay, it's three. And maybe everyone in the third might get a series. Okay. Dude, it shows because for the first like half, it's unwatchable football. And I felt like that every game I watched this weekend, I'm like, this is so sloppy. Like the Yeah, the- because in 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 past years, like the third and fourth game, you were seeing more of the team. Yes. Right. It was like, okay, dress rehearsal yeah, by right, the third right. and fourth game. Now everyone's afraid of injuries, obviously. And then because we have the 17 weeks. 
And then there's this like that's what it was, right? They they, they took away a preseason game and then, then they added the, the season. Yeah, so yeah, there, yes. there's 18 weeks, 17 games now. Yep. So it's it's that, and then it's the no one wants to give away anything they do, so they're not really actually running the schemes and the plays that they would normally do. It's really meant for the guys who are trying to make the team now, yep. right? And the rookies and all that. Like, and I get it, but what it does do, man, is that it makes the slate week one unwatchable for the first half. Like it's just penalties after penalty and just sloppy execution on everything bro like and i know like especially with titans new offensive coordinator completely new offensive line you know new wide receiver one new and it's just like the throws are going like you're like bro did you know what route he was running Uh, okay you know it was just one of those like the penalties are just uh, the, the, the titans and shout out to the crowd in new orleans the titans play the saints and i know a lot of that has to do with the crowd they must have had 10 false starts in the first like four minutes because was, was they it couldn't loud? hear it was so loud oh, which wow. that's like, dope. how you are not prepared for that is crazy but i go okay brand new o-line brand new you know everything like you guys don't know how to communicate there was false starts being called on wide receivers because they just it was so loud bro yeah which that's it's awesome like that crowd in new orleans you're like yo you guys earned that you did that for your team because you could see dudes looking at each other like Oh wow! And that stadium is notoriously loud, but week one they're excited to have Derek Carr now. That you know is just insane. Yeah, and and I don't want to write anybody off, but no, no. If it if if it if it keeps going the way it's going, like as of week one, like this is this Cowboys team and the 49ers team looks like the '90s Cowboys 49ers. That 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 met in those NFC championships, like they you know it it's very reminiscent of that. Man, so so let let's see, bro. Let's because see. Yeah, because you're right. Dak I, I, Prescott, we've been giving Dak Prescott, you know, shit for years, right? And so is the media and everything, man. So I'm not gonna give him credit for being the Giants. So, but we'll see. Man, yeah, that was, the Giants are. just... Let me tell you, I was uh, I, I was I was pretty. I, I wasn't pissed because I because I just say no, I just was disgusted and I turned the game. And then that evening, I was like. Man, I'm glad I'm not a Giants fan. Listen, I was clowning them when they paid <laughs> Daniel Jones, and I know the 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 pushback I got was, well, that's the market now, which yeah, I, whatever. I, I get whatever, bro. Like you could not for that guy, not for that guy. You could go draft a rookie and get the same. You know what I mean? Like, or you could go pick up Nick Foles or someone off who's not playing right now, Carson Wentz, and you can get the same result. Like, it's not going to cost you. Daniel Jones is one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL now, right? Like, he's he's making stupid money. It's stupid. Like, bro. it's no, I don't think so, man. And he might end up. Dude, and to say that he is worth more than Saquon Barkley? No. I mean, well, not... no, but fuck, man. That's Again, a tough it's by position, right? Yeah, so... yeah, that's a tough one because I, why, listen, man, the running backs. Uh, you, running backs, it's weird because you can go back a decade and running backs are still taking number one or maybe a little bit more than that in the NFL draft. They were a really big part of your team. You know, Adrian Peterson might have been the last like big name running back that got taken early on. But you remember McFadden and all those guys. It was like all this hype where these guys were going to be number one. Right, right. There was no question about it. Every year it was like a running back was going to take a number one. And it was like the most important, like glamorous position in the NFL. And it almost, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter because it does. And as a Titans fan, Derrick Henry has been huge for us. I think what's happened is that these teams winning the Super Bowls aren't winning it on the backs of stud running backs who are getting paid astronomical amounts. You oh, know, true. Like you, you look at what Tampa did. You look at what what um the Chiefs have done. You know, they're like running back by committee almost. Right. And they're almost like, oh, they're a dime a dozen. You build a good old line. Anybody can run behind them. And I don't want to diminish that position. So I understand why you don't pay Saquon. 
but it's hard to argue that he isn't more valuable to the Giants than, than Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Not the position isn't more valuable, correct? But the but player the, but is player, more valuable. Yes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah the, absolutely, bro. Yeah, do I, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I do think you so. I find it odd like to do predictions early on in the season, but one of the things I can say or I feel fairly confident about is you're not going to get the same Philly team from last year. I know they won. I don't think you're going to – I think that team regresses. I think there's no way that you lose you know, a lot of your assistant coaches because of the success they had and yep. still run it back. So you're you're not going to get a Philly team that's in the NFC title game again, and you're not going to get yeah, – They kind of the struggled Bills. against the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I don't know if that's credit to the Patriots. Yeah, and I think the Patriots are a tough out. Like we were talking about that division with the Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, yep. Bills – the Patriots are a tough out, which is why I think the Jets the Jets look like a team that are a quarterback away from being a competitor or being five and thing or six and whatever, like mediocre from not having Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like, dude, dude. If if they go if they go eight and eight, I mean that is a eight and nine now. That's a oh sorry. Yes. <laughs> it throws That's you right. off, right? <laughs> That's right. I forgot. I did that all of last year where I would go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. If they go eight and eight, it's a disappointing team. You know, yeah. they go five hundred, it's a disappointing team. Like I, I, it's just strange, man. So we'll see. I, I'm, I love NFL. You know, good to see, dude. Hook 'em horns, baby. Hook 'em horns, <laughs> dude. So this this week we had nine eleven. Yeah. What did what did uh the the coach of the oh, Jets? Oh man, I thought this was a he... great story this week, man. I want that I wanted to link in with NFL and obviously the 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 nine uh, eleven. Um, Robert Sala the uh coach to the new york jets yeah. had a brother that worked at the towers i think on 9 11 his brother managed to escape that day okay what it did robert sala worked in finance accounting at the time really yeah i which i didn't know he was, he a, was a, a finance NFL, and accounting guy the at NFL that head time coach now yeah the 9 11 thing his brother surviving that yep said he said it sparked something in him that he went tomorrow isn't promised I and he said he called his brother. He's like, I have to do. I have to leave what I'm doing now. I'm not happy doing it. I want to. I want to. I want to be in football. I need to be in football. I have to do football. And wow. so that inspires him or motivates him to drop his career in finance. Uh, uh, you know, probably a pretty lucrative career. And that's in 2001. 2001 and turns goes into football. You know, does the whole route with the entry level positions and starts yeah, yeah. on the bottom and works his way there. And he is now the head coach of the New York, New York Jets. Jets you know, 20 years later. Wow. Uh, which I thought was cool. I didn't know that about him. I didn't know that. And and when you hear him, you go, I always thought like, you don't sound like a football guy. Like when you hear him speak, oh, really? you know, yeah. Like I've, I've, I've watched like a couple of the hard knock stuff. And when he yeah. speaks, you're like, okay, you don't sound like a, um, I don't know what the word is, but, but like I, a, I guess like because a, I like work in finance and accounting. He, yeah. He just has this way of, of speaking that you're like, Okay, you've got something else in there, and I didn't realize that it was a whole finance thing and the background there. So I'm like, okay, there, there's a there's a different level or got I don't the corporate say, lingo going. Yeah, on. exactly. There, there's a way he carries himself, and and um, you know, uh, uh, I guess a, a certain words that he uses and all that, a vocabulary and and all that. That I was like, okay, I don't get like full blown lifetime football guy from you, and so it made sense. But I thought it was. You know, I don't, I don't want to call it, you know, glass half full, but it was just a, a really neat story to link to the head football coach to the New York Jets 
that, you know, something like that was what inspired him to sort of go there. Right. And, and then to come full circle to end up in New York. And end up, right. It's like, yo, you could have ended up, you know, anywhere. Seattle bro. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to do that and go, yeah, you know, that day I thought I lost my brother. Luckily he made it out, did all that stuff. And then like, it sort of, you know, made him feel like, fuck man, tomorrow isn't promised. Yeah, it, was, like, it was a catalyst. It could have been quick. To... Exactly. And that's what he says. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. You know, you know, almost lost my brother this and that. And it was a cool story, man. I didn't realize that about him. I didn't know he worked in finance. I didn't know that that's what inspired him to pursue football further and all that. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah, good, man. Good good for him. So, so good for him, man. It was a really cool story. Dude, did you see the uh, NBA this week? Um, they voted to impose fines on teams resting players. I love the rule, too. Dude, as a fan, I love yeah. the rule. Yeah. I don't know how the players feel about it. I don't know how that impacts championships, right? Because, so here's the thing for me, man. From a from a, from a a fan standpoint, watching, especially watching like big games, right? Yeah. When you've seen the big games on TV, uh, you know, even like the, the, the Christmas games that come on, right? Like you want to see the stars, especially if you pay tickets. You pay, if you pay an entry fee to be at the game and you're not watching it on TV, you want to see the stars. Yeah. And so from that perspective, I go, that's great. Like from a fan perspective. But then the other thing I'm going is like, if the guys get hurt throughout the year and are not available for those championship runs, then there's always that, ah, you know what? So-and-so wasn't available. You know, so what, you know, like they, they would have won had so-and-so been there. But then isn't that a... Shouldn't you then make the regular season mean more, make it shorter? I think you make it shorter. Sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah. Which I I like what they're doing with the whole midseason tournament thing now in the NBA. I was gonna say, what is what is what is that? they're literally having like a tournament in December, I think. I, it's like a midseason championship type thing and I'm glad the you winner said that. gets something. Yeah, yeah. So the so the rules around this shit is like if you do it, it's like uh it's for national televised games. For in-season tournament games, which I was like, what, what is that? Yeah, it's a new in-season tournament halfway, which, dude, by the way, it sounds foreign and crazy to us that you would have. It. Like, we're not going to give a fuck about that. All the major um, international soccer leagues do this and the biggest sports in the world. You think of Champions League, ah. you think of La Liga, you think of Bundesliga, you think of all, and they have all these, uh, like, cups and stuff that they yep. do, and they're huge. In mid-season, I think it's something that will gravitate to. I think I think it'll catch on. I think we'll. It it's almost like a now. like a mid-season championship. It is, and it'll give us a reason to care. And it's right before the holidays. You know, like you know, people are home more. They're you know, they're, maybe the shopping getting ready, but they're like, oh yeah, I watch basketball now. Maybe you're on. You're taking weeks off of work for the holidays. Yep. You're you know, you're already watching football. You're. I'm like, I could see us totally buying in. You know, it's winter. You're not going out. You know, all this stuff. Like I could see us totally buying into a mid-season tournament. Even if it's just for bragging rights. And I know there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out of it that they actually get yeah, so this from this is the it. first year they're doing it. Yes, they're going to okay. do it this year. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. So The so WNBA the, does it already, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which theirs, uh, I think their playoffs start tonight. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the fines for this, so if, if you do rest your players, um, $100,000 for the first violation, $250,000 for the second. And then after that, it's a million more than the previous penalty for each additional violation. Oof. Because you're willing to eat one or two of those. I, I was going to say, I think the one or two, I think you're probably fine. You'll eat them. And, and teams will. Teams will definitely plan around that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially last month of the season. I'll take a, uh, you know. 100K hit. 
yeah, if you're the Warriors, you're playing, you know, a shitty Pelicans team on, you know, last week of the season. I was like, okay, or, you know, last month, whatever. Like, yeah, I'll take 200. I'll, you, you might eat the mill. But like I said, so so this is, and, and I want to say it's not, it's it's for teams that have, I think it's for teams that have more than like one like star player. Yeah. I forget how they're It's judging. if you've made an all-star team or okay. an all-NBA team within the past three seasons, you're considered a star. So I like it that they define that too because it's mm-hmm. not this subjective, ambiguous thing. It's if you've made all NBA or an NBA all-star team within the last three seasons, you're considered a star, and so you can't rest two of those players at the same time. That's you it. can't two of the players at yeah. the same time. Yep. Which I think yeah, it's I, I, I like it, bro. dude. So much of the NBA, like, like to take your your point further about like you know if you buy tickets to a game and you spent your hard-earned money and you're and you know like if you go in with your buddies with your kids with whatever and then you know uh uh, uh steph curry sits out yeah. and he's not hurt it's 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 fucked up it's bro, like you it's know, I pay so money expensive bro. it is it's ridiculous i would take that further and say if i turn on the tv and steph curry and clay are sitting out and the warriors are playing the timberwolves i'm not watching uh, or Portland, I'm not watching. Like I don't care that the other team might have its stars playing. You don't on your side, so suddenly the game's less interesting. Yeah. Like, and so from that, you're costing the league ad revenue, you know, ratings, which then spew into the next negotiation when they go back to the to, to, to the TV rights and all this stuff. Like you're costing the league money in ways like in that and you're costing fans i think like again if i go or if i tune in i want to see players who are healthy play yeah. and play at a high level and not for nothing for anybody who's looked for tickets even here in orlando right the the, the magic if you go to look for magic when they play like the 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 the, the other teams that have stars it's more expensive the tickets are more expensive yeah so and they I don't drop so it I, if those stars rest exactly yeah 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 like like the magic play um, to your point, like the, the Magic play, I don't know, it's a Toronto team that isn't a star-studded whatever right now. It's, you know, you might spend 40 bucks on a decent ticket or 50. I'm just going to pick a number. The Lakers are in town. You're paying 250 for an upper deck. Like, like it's just, it, it just is what it is. But then if the Lakers sit out Anthony um, and, and Davis LeBron. and LeBron, I still pay 250 for that ticket. Yeah. You know, you still, you still charge me a premium. So I absolutely agree with this. I like this. I think availability is part of the greatness. Like, it's one of the things like LeBron obviously lebron's been hurt more in the last two seasons but it's one of the things that for the first like 17 years made him part of his greatness was he was always, always available. available um you know kobe you saw this and so kobe had you know an achilles injury similar to what aaron Rodgers got um you know towards uh, the tail end of his career but kobe played every game and i love like his wife had come out and said you know if he was a little sore or whatever and she would be like yo just sit out he would be like no because somebody paid a lot of money to see me today. that's dope and i thought that was such a great mentality because he, it shows a self-awareness that you have too of that because listen it's your you know 700th game as a player whatever like for some of these guys they've been around for a long time it's a lot of people's first time seeing you a lot of people's birthday presents gifts saving up however many months whatever to pay like for a lot of people you can't just spew you know, a few hundred dollars to go watch an NBA game. Today. Right. Because even like to, to your point, like if two people go watch the magic and you want decent seats and you want to eat food and you want to have a drink while you're there and you're whatever, you're spending a few hundred dollars minimum. Easy. Easy. So it's just like, yeah, I think it's yeah, the least you, you owe me the best available product. Like I can understand if they're hurt, but if they're not. So, yep. so shout out, dude, Adam Silver has been, I think amazing He's for the a, NBA. Yeah. 
you know, with the gambling. He's been a great commissioner. Bro. And this, yeah, yeah, he's been a great commissioner, man. Adam Silver's really, uh, I, let, I think, stepped up. Yeah, Let the guy smoke weed. <laughs> he did. He yeah. tests for everything except, except that. Now. Yeah. I'm saying, he's, he fucking gets it, bro. I'm like, he gets it, dude. He, he gets it. I'm like, between the gambling, the weed, you know, doing something about this, expanding internationally. Um, I, I saw the NFL is now requiring as of next season. They're giving an extra roster spot, but it has to be given to an international player. And oh, so it's the that. NFL's way to now expand internationally. That's dope. In our lifetime, I, th- I know the rules. They'll all be kickers. Little, yeah, that's what it's going to be. You've seen, um, <laughs> is it the Jets? Somebody has a 30-year-old rookie, and they're a punter, oh, um, and he's from Australia. And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah so fucking rugby player. It'll, yeah, or, it's or exactly player, what yeah. he is or some shit like that. So, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it's awesome, man. All right, man. How are we doing on time? Yo, uh, hour 11. Damn. Right. All right. Are we going we gonna to kill it with talk to me about talk to me about breastfeeding? Yo, man. <laughs> one of our favorite I, pastimes. I don't even know. We're going to make a drink one day called the Memory Glen. <laughs> I'll buy the coconut milk. <laughs> That's what we were trying to pull off today. <laughs> but, bro, there's this woman uh, uh came out this week. I got to get her name, man. But it's Rachel Bailey. So okay. she says she's been breastfeeding her husband um, for a few years now, since 2017. And the breastfeeding has strengthened their bond. Um, the 30-year-old mom of three says she began breastfeeding uh, him in 2017, and they have been closer ever since. She's like, uh, they were on a cruise in 2017. Okay. And she did not, she didn't bring her breast pump. And so at the time, I guess she had just given birth, she had a breast pump, she didn't give it out. So her husband, Alexander, offered to drink it in order to help alleviate the pain. Right. Of course he didn't. Alleviate the pain. Yeah. Been there, let, me help, let me help you with that. <laughs> yeah, let me help you with that. You know, you know, baby, I just want to look out for you. Let me, let me pump that for you. Uh, so, and then the rest is history, bro. So it did it for that. He's been doing it ever since. He didn't let that shit go away. Nope. He didn't let it dry up. Nope. He's like, I- I'm going to take, I'm going to take care of that every time it come up. <laughs> like a little squirrel. He's all up in there. Put some of that in the gin. But she goes, I was laughing. <laughs> 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 bro, she was like. It's not a kink for us. It started because Alexander was helping me out when I was in pain, but it turned into more of an it wasn't emotional a bonding. Kink. It wasn't a kink for you. Nah, it was for him. hundred percent for him, bro. hundred <laughs> percent. And he threw that shit out there thinking you would say no. And you yep. said, yeah, he's like, I'm not wasting this opportunity. <laughs> and like, you liked it. It wasn't a kink for me, but uh, for some reason, we always had sex afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I just, you know, dude. So have okay. So we both have kids. Have you have you ever done that? I can't remember, man. Like I, I feel like I have to have. All right, well, let me speak on it. I, I'm pretty sure I have. I, just, I don't it, listen. If I did, it wasn't a memorable experience where I'm like, you got to try breast milk. Let me just, okay. let me let me let me speak on it for the people. <laughs> What's this guy's name? His name Alexander right. or some shit. Yeah, Alexander Bailey. Alexander, I'm with you. That shit. That I don't even know why. Okay, I've done that. Okay, and it is. It was phenomenal. I don't know why. Like flavor? No, it was not about flavor. There's something almost like aphrodisiac. I don't even like my milk coming from animals. (laughs) I want almond. So it's like an aphrodisiac effect to the to the milk to the milk. Okay, do you think that was mental, like hormonal? I wish I, wish I knew, bro. You, you know, there's some things you just go. 
I don't know why. Yeah. But I like it. All right. So you drank it and it just made you want to fuck? Well, I think that we were sort of like in the act anyway. And, ah. and then that just was like a, like a carnal. Like an intensifier. Gotcha. Okay. I could see that, I guess. It's like this. Yeah, I was really sad. Yeah, it's like this carnal like thing. Yeah. I was really sad when we let, let that go. <laughs> <laughs> You got to keep doing it and they'll keep producing. You got to be that like Alexander, a, bro. That was a long time She ago, ain't give birth since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> She's still producing milk. <laughs> what they ain't tell you, that was the last <laughs> No, actually, that's a that's a, a prudent part of the story. I should probably look that up. Like, when did they? No, I I, I bet. You know what I mean? Like, dude. I, Women I, will produce milk as long as it's being as used. Long, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with fucking cows. Yeah. They get pregnant, they produce, they produce the milk, and then we just keep fucking draining them, and so they keep producing. That's true, because a woman who's never been pregnant, I think, can produce milk if, like, if it's needed, almost. Like, there's the stories of, like... Really? Yeah, I want to... There's stories of, like, women who have never given birth. You, there's a baby nearby. How do you like, do that? Like, crying baby, like, over <laughs> time, and, like, you almost try... It's like your body is, like almost genetically programmed to be like, That's oh, I have insane. to. Like, yeah, dude, the bodies I'm, are crazy, man. I'm like, about to buy recordings of babies crying. <laughs> And just play and watch these sleep. Recording. <laughs> Subliminally good. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you, you know that, what I've been missing from my that, diet? Did you hear that baby crying last night? <laughs> no, I didn't hear nothing. That was a dream. <laughs> you know what I've been missing from my diet? <laughs> Some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know if it's a if it's a if it's a considered a fetish or I don't I don't know. Yeah, is it? I but guess again, it is right. And it, and it wasn't porn is a thing, but recipe. it wasn't one of those things to where I was just like, oh my god, I gotta gotta have that. It was like, it was like I found out about it by mistake. I mean, and then I was like, oh, this is dope. You found out that you liked it by mistake, Correct. but you Correct. didn't try it by mistake. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, you. <laughs> but I wasn't going in trying to get it either. No, you got. But obviously, you know, because she was producing, then it just then it just flowed. Fuck, man, I got I have so many questions and like visuals that are weird. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to run this segment by her to see yeah, if it's okay like, posted. Yeah, we got to delete. <laughs> this whole thing is just gonna be a bleep. Because <laughs> what if? Well, nah, I guess it's like a cum shot. You squeeze the titty and the milk shoots at you mid thing. Like, does that get you more? Yeah, yeah, I, don't I guess know. it would. I don't, I don't know if it's a Maybe. finish thing. I, there has I to know. be like a you launch your OnlyFans. Listen, this might be the move, bro. Uh, OnlyFans and no sex, you just breastfeed. You might not even need an OnlyFans. You could do it on YouTube or or Instagram and just have people subscribe. It's educational. It's oh, health yeah. wise. You can you can you can show that shit if did, it's if it's like that. Now, did you experience any health benefits? Did you feel smarter? Were you uh, more focused after this? Uh, uh, that, that I cannot. What say. did they say? You should breastfeed your kids because then they're like, there's all these like it's all uh, kind of like uh, nutritional intellectual values, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's like everything, right? Like, yeah, makes them smarter. Makes them I really whatever. wish I could remember now, man. Because I don't whatever it was my experience. I'm pretty sure I have my experience. Clearly, wasn't like one where I'm like I gotta have it. So. Yeah, now we gotta we need volunteers. <laughs> hey listeners, you guys wanna donate <laughs> for our next cocktail. Don't let her. <laughs> <laughs> we wanna try. <laughs> I'm telling you, the memory gland, bro. We got this. That's it. It's, it's the, the memory it's gland. It's gin and breast milk. Gin and breast milk. We got this, man. They, they, hook it up.
Hook it up for science. <laughs> Yo, and on that, tell them where they can find us. Ooh, you're not already following us at the Carbon Food Podcast on IG, the Carbon FP Pod on uh, TikTok, uh, the Carbon Food Podcast on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, X. Uh, so X, we're at Carbon FP Pod. And um, all your favorite audio platforms, man. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon, Audible, Stitcher. To, no, not Stitcher anymore, right? So yeah, it's uh, gone. So Geo Savin Ghana, uh, Pocket Cast, Pod Chaser, um, all the rest of those, not Stitcher. Stitcher's gone. Uh, so RIP Stitcher. But um, yeah, man, we're on everything. And um, yeah, yeah, keep 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 engaging. Keep leaving us comments. Um, I love the the engagement with the videos, with all that. So it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, yo, and try to drink this week. Um, I don't know if, if you're a gin fan. So De- good. definitely, and maybe even if you're not a gin fan, like th- this is this does not have a heavy like gin taste to it. Um, it's but it's really good. It's good, man. I love this. This is so great, man. Yep. And this is one of my favorite gins ever. That's Empress thing, and it's it always it never disappoints, bro. That's right, this shit's so good. And as always, we appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Hey, hey.